0: Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, Sorry for no episode these past two or three days. Obviously, I started school and everything, I don't think school will be a huge problem in my posting schedule. I just wanted to kind of ease my way back into things. Uh, We're back. I want to get out a lot of episodes before next Thursday, which gives me about six days. And I want to post almost every single day because I have a lot of NFL stuff I want to get to. I want to do, like, my standings. I want to do some other things with the NFL but this ep- today's episode, we are not going to get to. We're going to get to some all NFL today, but not any predictions or anything. We're going to be talking first about this whole Carrie Lloyd thing and the kicking, uh, having a woman kick. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about my thoughts on that, and then we're going to talk about the Gronk situation. More news on him. Again, we check up on him about once a month, every month, month and a half. It seems like there's more big news on him a few days ago since I was gone. And then we're going to get to the uh, Patriots preseason game last night against the Giants. I think there are some things, with Demarius Thomas, that I want to get to. Uh, Final 53-man roster will come out uh, we'll we'll dissect, I guess you could say that game, some of my bigger takeaways, uh, so first we're gonna get to the Carrie Lloyd, uh, news, so let's get to that, okay, so the big news has been for, you know, the past almost week now, has been Carrie Lloyd, she is a soccer player, I don't follow soccer, I didn't even know who this, Carly, Carly Lloyd, not Carrie, my, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I did not do that on purpose. I missed the L. I don't follow soccer, so I didn't know who this was. Uh, she's the captain for the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Pretty sure that's the same team that just won. Yeah, I. sorry, I just don't follow soccer. I'm just not interested. Men or women, I don't follow it. So she could potentially kick for an NFL team. Now I'm going to get my thoughts in on this. So obviously, it's a viral video Uh, at the Ravens slash Eagles joint practice, she's an Eagles fan, of her kicking, of making a 55-yard field goal. Now, the video was her, I think, of making a 30-yard field goal, but she made a, uh, they, you know, even said that she made a 55-yard kick. Now, there are some, some issues to this. Now, the first thing, people said she took 10 steps. So it'll be fair, it was about five or six. But if you want to be an NFL kicker, you've got to take two steps, three max. If you can take a quick three steps, that's the max, but probably two. Now, this, I, I've had a, a, I wouldn't say similar situation. Not at all, actually. But I've kicked like one, like I'm not a football player, more of a flag football type of guy. Yeah, I play other sports, just not, 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 not my thing. I like football. I like to watch football, but I like more backyard football, real structured, physical tackle football. Not really my thing. But I remember I kicked once. It was at our football field, and I was on the field, not during like a game or anything. And I just went out there to kick once for fun. And I figured I'm gonna do so bad. Like I kicked. I started out with like a tw- like. Basically, five yards behind the end zone, like 15 yarder. And the first one missed. But then I only, t- I took like two, I took two steps back. So I was kicking, you know, with two, two, uh, taking two steps the normal amount that you should, like I wasn't taking like a huge head start. I was just taking two steps. I used to play soccer. I was very good at it. And not like well, was when I was smaller and I kind of got bad at it, but I just kind of lost interest over the years, I guess you could say. And I focused more on basketball, baseball, and now golf. And I got better at those things. Um, but, and I did pretty good at it. Like I could nail probably my long, longest was maybe a 28 or 30 yard field goal Obviously, you know, I'm not going to go to the NFL or anything. I'm only 13 years old. and But, I, you know, my longest was probably like a 28, 30-yard field goal. So, you know, a shorter field goal was the max I could make, taking two steps. But I never was just like, oh, you know, uh, I'm really going to pursue a passion in kicking. Now, I, I did like it. I actually did enjoy it. Like, that that was actually fun. I want to do that again. I really haven't. Um, but, I mean, there is obviously a, a difference. she's kicking 55-yarders. And, I get it, you know, it seems fun at first, but you you really got to think about this now because she just went out there for fun, taking, you know, five, six-yard, five, six steps. You can only take really two, and no pads, no anything. She even said it, you know, I really got to get serious about this, the whole two-step technique, I got to go out there, put shoulder pads on, put a helmet on, work on that, and then I got to throw in, you know, big 300-pound guys coming at me. Some guys with 40-yard verticals coming at me. Stuff like that. I wouldn't worry about that if I were hurt just yet. I'd work on the technique and just make sure you like this. You've done it, what, once? So that's my problem with it. Like, I did pretty good with it the first time I did it, but I didn't. Well, I was like, that, just crazy because I don't know how to put this into words. I It, it was like a viral video. I saw it. And I figured it would die down. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, a soccer player can, you know, I figured, you know, you take five, six steps, no pads on, no pressure. No big deal. Like, I just figured that was whatever. It was just a viral video that would be forgotten about, you know, 24 hours. I was wrong. I didn't think people would take it that seriously. Two offers from teams. That is how poor kicking is getting in today's NFL. Now, the kicking for the Eagles and the especially the Ravens, not bad. Justin Tucker's a great kicker. Jake Elliott's a pretty good kicker as well. But they got – I mean, the Bears probably were one of the teams to give her an offer. Probably the Falcons were the other one. Those are my two guesses, Bears and the Falcons, both from the NFC. Obviously, she was offered by two teams a chance to play in their Week 4 preseason game. She had to say no because she had, uh, like, a – friendly match against Portugal. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's not, like, a serious match. Like, it's a match, but it doesn't count for as much because it's got friendly in the name, okay? I guess that's the point I'm trying to get to. So she couldn't kick in that game. And that's good and bad if you look at it because the good part could be she could potentially gone out there and embarrassed herself because that's, like, the second time she's ever kicked. And now, even though it's just preseason, that's still pretty significant, so she might have avoided embarrassment and might have avoided going, you know, 0 for 3 and then, you know, forget it. That, that your dream is demolished. You're now a meme. But the bad thing is, maybe she would have gone out there and done well and actually got a job. And now instead, I can't see an NFL team middle of the season. Calling her up and say, "Listen, we want you on the roster to be our starting kicker." No, 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 no. That's just not how it can. Work. It just can't work that way because you're an NFL team. Every, you know, this could be make or break. Like kicker, we talk about it not being that big of a position. It's actually a huge position because they can they can make or break games. Look what Cody Parkey did last season. I don't think I think that wasn't all his fault. That that kick got tipped again. I I think he gets a little too much hate for that, but still. They can make or break seasons. So any position. I wouldn't even call take that risk on punter, If for goodness sake. So you just can't. You'd have to throw her on the practice squad. But other teams have interest. You might have to sign her and actually use one of your 53-man rosters. And I can't see someone who's a soccer star, you know, risking getting hurt for no money, too. I I don't know. Maybe she would take a practice squad offer. But she would really have to get serious. She'd have to work with a former NFL kicker, get the technique down, really get serious about it because you kicked once. And all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, maybe I'll go out into the NFL and try that. And the thing that bothers me about it too, I see plenty of – I see some people in the Canadian Football League, some people on the internet that are, you know, normal – Boys do this and they don't get any recognition, but since this is a sock, a woman and it's a soccer star, now all of a sudden teams are getting serious. Listen, I think there are a lot of people who've been practicing this profession do this. Now, this is nothing against women, obviously. Um, I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm just saying there are some people that have practiced this for years. I'm not saying she's starting from scratch either, because I think when you play soccer and you're so good at it, she's probably one of the best in the world if she's the captain for the team that just won, you know, she's going to be pretty good. So I wouldn't say she's starting from scratch, but she's kicked in NFL football one time. She's obviously going to be pretty good at it for a beginner, but still, I see boys that have been kicking you know practicing this for years and have been the kicker on their high school teams and they're now in college or they're now looking for a spot in the cfl and they still practice and they can make these kicks with proper technique and pads and helmets they don't get any calls but i think a lot of it also is uh publicity possibly you know a woman being in the nfl that's the box office that's going to get a ton of views it's really going to open things up For women in the NFL uh, and uh, fans that are women, the views are going to go up. I'd certainly be interested to see how it goes. And I mean, at my high school, a few years, this was probably two or three years ago, our quarterback was a girl. So there's, you know, it doesn't really matter, but there's a significant difference. I know the one thing is obviously quarterbacks, much tougher position to play than kicker. It's probably the hardest position in football. Most important, too. Not not taking anything away from kicker. But I have a lot of respect for kickers because that is a tough, tough job. Not to mention also this one more thing. Not only the pads and the technique, but what if it's an away game with thousands of people booing her? She's got these big, big boys coming after her. The pressure's on. She's kicking against the wind. You know, I'm just saying. So she's really got to work at it, kind of play under pressure as well. I'm sure she's used to some of the pressure, though, so I don't think that would be as big of a deal. But still, it's a different sport. Maybe that would get to her in a different way. So yeah, we had a you know a woman play quarterback, but then again, this was in high school. You know, we're not a great football team. I mean, our fo- our high school football team's good. The teams below are not that very uh, are not very good. Uh, she like tore ACL. I saw it happen too. I like the goal line. And it didn't get people mad, but if like Car- Carly Lloyd, if I do keep saying I just forget the L, Carly Lloyd, if she got hurt, the NFL would get, like, sued out of existence. Probably not that bad, but they would get sued. So that's the other risk, too. I think the cons may outweigh the pros here, because if she gets hurt, that's, you know, so many people are just going to be suing the NFL. It's just, it's not going to be a good look for them to see a woman go out there and get hurt. And it it also might be good if she goes out there and doesn't do well and people start making fun of her for going out there and doing bad. I mean, it's not that it's not just her. We see Cody Parkey miss a kick. People get to him. It's tough, especially just in any sport. You have those fans who are gonna heckle people who make one mistake. It's gonna happen. It's not just because she's a woman. This happens to every athlete, even athletes that are successful. Every athlete receives hate. And if she did, if she missed the kick, they'd be all over her, and I would. Make some people mad, and that wouldn't be a great look for the NFL either. So it's a bit of a a risk for the NFL, but it, the, the pros are it would open things up for women. I mean, it would not only for the NFL, you know, it would get more views for the NFL. The views have been going down apparently the past few years. I don't know why, but it has. So that will probably get much more views, especially from women, and I think it would just open up some possibilities and break some barriers, as Carly said in her interview on NFL Network. But it would be interesting. She's really got to work at it. It would just—it would be very interesting to see uh, how how that would all go. But again, there's just it's it's the cons may outweigh the pros here. But then again, you can't really deny her a spot. Like the NFL can't just like have a meeting with one representative from every team and say, listen, none of it. don't don't sign this woman because we don't want any you know, we don't want to get sued if she gets hurt. We don't want people making fun of her and woman getting mad if she misses a kick. Because if they do that It's probably going to get out some way. And if they do that also, those two teams that are interested in her are probably going to get a little mad. And maybe one of their league, uh, a league source or a team source is going to leak that. It's going to get leaked some way or another, I bet you, especially with just how big of a story it is. So it's just the NFL is in a tough spot here. It could work out. It could maybe she goes out there and she's successful. And her haters are really only people that are jealous. Maybe that's how it works, and that would be great. I would like to see her succeed, and maybe have other women, you know, join the NFL. I guess, and just so that way the NFL also doesn't get sued out of uh, out of existence. I mean, I I'm not really gonna speak too heavily on this subject. Obviously, I don't. The Patriots don't need really a kicker right now. I I, I don't know. Maybe we could upgrade over Stephen Gostkowski, but I I don't really. I'm not really gonna step foot into this whole situation, but I did want to talk about it uh, because it is some big news, and I said if I'm going to talk about Gronk and the Patriots, i got to show my listeners some love that are not Patriots fans, because I know a lot of you guys have asked me, like, why do you do so much Boston sports? Because some of you guys, you know, listen and only listen to some some of my episodes because you're not interested in Boston sports. I'm sorry. I want to be a little more diverse. I'm working on it, but you know, since I'm in Boston, I hear a lot of the Boston news and that's what I'm inspired to talk about because I'm a Boston sports fan. But right now it's kind of the dry season in sports. These past three days have been like, Jesus, there's nothing to talk about. And then ideas started popping in my head. I forgot about this. The big Jadavian clowny news. I want to talk about that when a trade happens. I don't want to talk about it and then talk about it again. I want to talk about that all in one cluster. Not going to talk about it today, but if a trade happens, I'll be on it. And if it, kind of, if it doesn't in the next few weeks, I'll talk about it in one of these days for sure. But now we are going to get to the latest on Rob Gronkowski, so let's get to that. Okay, so it's been about five months since Rob Gronkowski retired. As I said at the beginning of the episode, we've talked about his retirement. About every month or so, we hear a little bit of news, him opening up about his retirement. This was big. He opened up uh, at—there were two instances uh, when he opened up. One of them was in that interview with Michael Strahan, and then the other one was uh, at—it was like a sponsorship— type thing like he was sponsoring up with some company and he opened up there and I think this is pretty significant especially right now with the Andrew Luck news still buzzing around obviously it's not as big as it was when he announces that news uh over the weekend it's been about a week now since he did and the news has calmed down a bit but it's still big news and Rob Gronkowski has kind of opened up at the right time, I think, well, that's a hot topic. And he talked about how it was just too much. And we we talked about how Andrew Luck and Rob Gronkowski were two spectacular players. And they were two players who really seemed to enjoy themselves, enjoy the game. They were good guys. You know, never really got into any trouble, per se. And they seemed like good guys. They were spectacular players. And when they talked about the pain that they were going through, you kind of saw the side that they were kind of hiding. Like, we knew both of them were going through pain, but they never let you know it, at least the fans. They'd always, you know, they stood positive and never, you know, never really showed that sign that they were just done. They were mentally getting worn down physically as well, and we all knew it had some effects on them, but they really opened up about it, and you were like, you show that respect for them. Like, you kept that to yourself, and obviously, you don't want to have that bundled up you want to open up to people but they didn't they weren't constantly talking about it and making that an excuse but they retired and said you know what it was just too much and both of them could return i think Gronk has a much better chance to return than Andrew Luck because i think Andrew Luck's a guy who i think loves the game i don't get me wrong but we've heard Gronk say he possibly could return like he's told us that Andrew Luck I mean, although he just retired, he hasn't really said that. And Luck is someone who wants to, like, travel the world and spend time with his family. Gronk, again, is a party man. But still, he's showed he wants to come back when he's interested in coming back. Can't make any guarantees or anything like that. But if his body feels 100% and it's later this season or it's next season, he could potentially come back. You have to remember, these guys are only 29 years old. So, I mean, they, they'd they still have have it. At least they'd still be somewhat of a solid player if they came back in six months to a year, if, especially Gronk. I'm not, not saying Andrew Luck wouldn't, but I'm just saying I think Luck would probably take a little more time off. Uh, probably wouldn't return this season. Uh, Gronk, possibly, especially because he retired five months ago. Luck just retired. So it'll be interesting to see, but Gronk just kind of says stuff like, I mean, the one thing that I had to say was that hit didn't look too significant on his quad. Like, he said, I have suffered quad injuries before, but I was had been thinking for a year or two now about retirement, and when I suffered that hit, I knew it was time. Like, right when I suffered that hit and I got up, I said, this is it. This is my last game. It was a few minutes into the second uh, half, I believe that's what he said. And when he took that hit to the quad, it looked like, you know, it hurt a little probably. Obviously, he took a hit, and he was a little slow to get up, but it didn't look like that was a career-ender right there. And watching it, you know, on TV, you would just thought, oh, like a nice little pickup by Gronk, you know, whatever. That ended his career. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Go look it up if you don't know what hit I'm talking about. It's, you know, it wasn't like some little hit, but it wasn't like a big one either you would think ends Rob Gronkowski's career. Out of all the hits he's taken, that one and he just played through it. He made that big catch towards the end. That was really the game. That was the game sealer right there, and he just pushed through it. And after that, he was done. I mean, he basically sat down at the after party, and. He was in tears. He slept for five minutes that night because that quad injury. He was just in tears after winning the Super Bowl, and he just said he wasn't enjoying life. He said football was just bringing him down, and he said, "Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed football. It's made me a tougher guy. I'm blessed to play with, you know, some of the great, greatest owner, one of the greatest owners, the greatest player ever, and Tom Brady, the greatest coach ever, and Bill Belichick." and all that, and he's grateful for it, but it was just starting to bring him down. And I don't blame Gronk or Andrew Luck for retiring because I think you get to a certain point, especially these were two guys who were respected among the league. And I I will say the one that made me a little sadder, even as a Patriots fan, like, don't get me wrong, Colts are my second favorite team, was actually Andrew Luck because I feel like with Gronk it was a little expected and Gronk had not much to prove left. I mean, Gronk, you could sit here and say, yeah, well, he had stuff to prove. Like, if he plays a few more seasons, maybe he surpasses Tony Gonzalez as the best tight end ever. But Andrew Luck was somebody who could be go down as a Hall of Famer, and instead he probably won't. And he never really won that Super Bowl. Like, Gronk had multiple Super Bowls, and, you know, Andrew Luck was going through a season where he could have won MVP, So, I thought he's going to have a bit of a disappointing season this year, but nonetheless, I mean, I can't take that away from him. Like, he could have. I feel like Andrew Luck had more to prove, and it was more out of the blue. Like, Gronk, we kind of have a feeling it could potentially happen. Don't get me wrong, that one shocked me a bit, but Andrew Luck was shocking. And that was just, I mean, Gronk's was shocking as well, but at least he kind of went out on his own terms. And Andrew Luck went out on his own terms as well, but... That wasn't what you want. Like, Gronk won multiple Super Bowls. He went out on his own terms after winning a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck felt like he went out on his own terms, but those terms could have been better. He could have gone out after an MVP or a Super Bowl win, and instead he went out with neither of those things in his whole career. So I'd like to see Luck come back and maybe achieve a little more success. I feel like he has more to prove Gronk, not as much. And his was not as shocking. Don't get me wrong, it was shocking, but so Gronk, I feel like he's just all, all of this about him, he's you know, he said he's laying low, he's just working on recovering, getting back to 100 percent I don't blame him or Andrew Luck one bit for their decision. He said all his teammates were supportive, and he's just been working on recovering. I do hope he comes back sometime. Uh, But we'll see. I mean, I respect his decision. He's done a lot for this organization. He's pushed through so many injuries. Uh, So I I appreciate him and what he did for the organization. Obviously, I'm saying it's five months after he retires, but I just want to get that out there. So now we are going to move on to the Patriots Week 4 preseason game against the New York Giants. So let's get to that. Okay, so the Patriots... Finishing the preseason with a three and one record, losing to the Giants, uh, who went four and zero. So both teams were playing for an undefeated preseason record. Obviously, it doesn't really matter. I did see a stat though earlier today that said over the past ten years, the Super Bowl winner has always went at least two and two. So they've been five hundred or, or better. They've either gone two and two, three and one, or four and zero. So if you go 1 and 3 or 0 oh and 4, the past 10 year show you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Every winner has either gone 2 or 2, 3 and 1 or 4, no, oh, 500 or better. Just saying. So I don't know who went 1 and 3 and 0 and 4. I just don't frankly care about that record. That's one stat to make you care, I guess, but both teams playing for an undefeated record, Kyle Laletta um gave the Giants that undefeated record to end the game. I don't really care. It would have been nice to, you know, go 4-0, but what do I care? Uh, you know, I like, I think this is just the preseason. Those don't matter. It would have been nice, obviously, to go 4-0, but who cares? I want to start off with the Patriots. I'll touch up on a few Giants. Uh, not much. It's just going to mostly be about the Patriots. But Jared Stidham played the whole game. 18 for 28, 225 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. I don't know what to make about that interception. Uh... Stidham got hit as he threw it, and it just, it was, no one was in sight but the Giants defender. So that was tough. I think the thing that I can discredit him on was he didn't feel the pressure coming. He didn't see it, uh, his peripheral vision. He didn't feel the pressure. He didn't see the pe- pressure coming in from the corner of his eye. So I hold that against him, but I'm not sure, you know, the throw obviously, well, it was a bad throw, but not the way that you'd imagine it like, oh, he threw it a little to the left, a little to the right. A little short, a little too far. No, he just got hit as he threw it. So, but then again, he could have seen that coming. Uh, running the ball, Nick Brissett, 20 carries for 62 yards, 3.1 yards a carry for one touchdown. Touchdown was a toss on the goal line, walked in, untouched. I've seen enough of Nick Brissett. I know this is a guy who's, you know, came out at LSU had some potential. He tried him out. He just hasn't shown me anything I've loved. All his good runs have came from great blocking. That's all I've seen. All his, you know, good games, his big runs. He hasn't really averaged, like, over 3.3 yards to carry in these preseason games. What's he going to do on the real roster? I've seen too much of Nick Brissett. I want to see more guys like Damian Harris. Maybe not in this week four, but week three, week one. Like, I know he had a lot of touches in week two, but what about week three and week one? I've just seen enough Nick Brissett. This game was fine to give him 20 carries, but just because you didn't want to really give anyone else. But to me, Brissett, I'm just not a huge fan. All of his good runs have came when there was good blocking. And then sit him at seven carries for 50 yards. He was using his legs. Uh, he used one, a third, I think it was like a third and 12 or third and 13. He scrambled for the first down. That was good to see. He used his legs well last night, and then Andrew Beck had a carry for four yards. Receiving the ball, the big guy, Demarius Thomas was the big name. Thomas was someone who comes off the pup list. We are arguing, it. could this be this year's Eric Decker, a guy who comes in, has experience in the league, he's a vet, that just didn't work out here. And it felt like Thomas could be that guy, but he went in, he had seven catches for 87 yards and two touchdowns. As soon as he scored that second touchdown, you just to sit him down. Thomas, I think, locked up a spot on the 53-man roster last night. I was debating, should he be on here, should he not? But now you got to throw him on after that game, right? I don't think Demarius Thomas will be that great on the Patriots, to be honest. I don't. I just look at him as a deep ball threat, and Tom Brady's not someone who, who does that. Uh, he did have the fumble, though, on the reverse, so you got to hold that against him. But nonetheless, I think Thomas did good. You've got to throw him on the roster. He's got potential to work out. I think... Tom Brady will have some chemistry with Demarius Thomas, but I just don't think Demarius Thomas plays the type of style that Tom Brady likes. Like he's a deep ball threat. That's not really of Tom Brady roles. Gunnar Olszewski, he played defense too. I'll get to that take in a minute. Uh, two catches for 35 yards. Uh, Josh Gordon, two catches for 30 yards in his return. Jacoby Myers had that 128-yard catch, so Myers has slowed down a little bit. The hype train has, you know, slowed down a little. He did have that one big catch, but that was it. I wonder how he does with Tom Brady. I really do, but nonetheless, Jacoby Myers is going to be on your roster. Julian Edelman had the 120-yard catch early in the game. I don't know why Edelman played. He was at the field by three. He was pumped up for week four preseason because he hadn't played in a while. He had the one catch. Luckily, he didn't get hurt. I wouldn't have risked it. Luckily, it didn't really matter. He played one drive, got a catch, got a little in-game action, and he threw him out of there. And then Nick Brissett had four catches for 18 yards. Eric Saubert, one catch for seven yards. Oh, Overall, though, Demarius Thomas had the big day. Uh, all the rest of these guys, like Josh Gordon, he's going to be on the roster. Jacoby Myers, Julian Edelman, they're going to be on the roster. Demarius Thomas had a lot to play for, and he showed up. Outside of that fumble, he had a very good game. Defensively, you had the interception by Keon Cross, in a, including 10 tackles. I mean, Cross had himself a day yesterday. He let up a catch or two, but that interception was incredible. That was It was going out of bounds. He kept his toes in. It was a great catch, along with 10 tackles. A, Keon Cross had himself a day. He locked up a roster spot, no doubt. And then Ufoma Kamula had a, another good day yesterday, six tackles. Ken Webster had five tackles. Uh, Duke Dawson had an interception on three tackles. Uh, I didn't really like him in coverage. Um, And to, to, To be honest, really, that was a good interception off the deflection. But other than that, this guy let up a lot of catches. You saw Wayne Gallman's run. He's the backup running back for the Giants. He just bullied Duke Dawson on the goal line. I was not a huge fan of Duke Dawson. Personally, yeah, these guys that make one good play, that's great, but you know, I saw just not a whole lot of great things from him, to be honest. And then that's really it. I mean, Jawan Williams made a good special teams play uh, when he was really just saved that from being a touchdown. Scooby Wright had two sacks on two tackles. Scooby, he had uh, two of your three sacks. Dietrich Wise also got a sack as well. So those are some of the standout guys, uh, defensively, but Gunnar Olszewski's looked like he could do a lot. I mean, we've seen him out of the backfield. we have seen him as a receiver. We've seen him, uh, returning punts and kicks. And then we saw him on defense yesterday. Was not happy about him on defense, to be honest. Um, I, he had one tackle, but he let up the game-winning play. I just don't think – I just think he's too small. But he's going to make the roster because that's a guy Bill Belichick loves, that guy that can play – he's just versatile. The, that type of guy, versatile – Bill Belichick is going to like him. The guy can play receiver, running back, special teams, both return man as, and uh, on the kickoff unit, and he can play some defense. I don't think we'll see him on defense, but I could see him getting some snaps here and there, running back, at receiver, even and, uh, especially his special teams unit. He's going to be one of Bill Belichick's special teams guys that gets some snaps uh, at running back and wide receiver. I don't think he'll play a whole lot outside of special teams, but he's gonna make the roster. Gunnar Olszewski, remember his name. He will be on the 53-man roster. I think uh, I think Bill Belichick just loves this guy. So, and then that's really, I mean, I don't really have to say too much. Uh, I'm just looking forward to next week. I've got my mind on my NFL predictions, uh my record predictions, whatnot for the Giants. You saw Kyle, uh, Daniel Jones start the game 4-for-4, four four, 47 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but four passing attempts. He was money on them all, a lot of down. He just took a lot of downfield shots and whatnot, and he looked very good. Daniel Jones just balled out this preseason. I'd like to see what he does. When does he start in regular season? Does he play this year? I'd like to see him play, see what he does. But he's looked great in this preseason. Then you had Alex Tanney come in 4-for-12. One touchdown, two interceptions, 53 yards. Uh, and then Kyle Lawletta 40 passing attempts, 22 completed, 247 yards, two touchdowns. If I'm the Giants, Kyle Lawletta or Alex Tanney, no question I'm going with Kyle Lawletta I like Lawletta a lot out of college. Obviously, he did really nothing last season. They picked him later in the draft. Not this previous draft, but the one before that. And he did really nothing. He had gotten to an off-field draft. That he had an off-field issue, so there's that. But I think he has just much more upside than Alex Tanny. He played way better this game. I'm definitely taking Lalletta over Tanny. And if Lalletta causes, it, I don't, I doubt Lalletta will play. But I just think he has much more upside than Tanny, and I definitely take him as a third-string quarterback. For those of you who are interested in that debate, and if Lalletta you know, causes another issue, and you feel like you should cut him, cut him, in, you can pick up. There's probably two hundred. Alex Tanny's in the world, but that are on free agency. Like, I'll definitely take Loletta over Tanney for those of you who care. Uh, on the that are Giants fans or whatnot, uh, Alonzo Russell, that guy, had a similar game to Demarius Thomas. Five receptions, 92 uh, yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one of those being the game winner, he probably locked up a spot on their roster. Not really gonna get too much into the Giants because I know most of you are Patriots fans. I hate the Giants, but those are some of the big uh, things that I want to touch up on. I'm mostly just looking forward to this NFL season. It's probably going to wrap up today's episode. uh, Kind of a short episode. I'm sorry, uh, especially after those... A three-day break. I researched a lot for this too. I watched all the highlights, I watched all these interviews, and then it ended up being like just over a 30-minute episode. One of the shorter ones we've had in a while. So I'm sorry after this three-day break, I give you only a half an hour of an episode basically. But I think it was a pretty good episode today. I hope to do over the next six days. I want to do an episode almost every day. Like I have so much I want to do. Next episode, expect my NFL predictions, if a Jadavian clowny trade goes down too, I'll have to talk about that as well, and that'll probably be a very long episode. I'm hoping the clowny trade holds off till after my predictions, because I want my predictions to be one episode, because it's going to be a long episode. And then over one of these days, I'll probably touch up on the Red Sox as well. I know not a lot of you are interested in the Red Sox, but I've heard a lot of fans say they love When I talk about the Red Sox, I think it's because I rant on them. You guys find that very entertaining when I talk about the Red Sox and them doing bad. So I've heard a lot of you guys, a few of you guys at least say, you like when I talk about the Red Sox. You guys probably aren't interested in them, but you guys are interested in me talking and ranting about them. So I'll get to them at some point in these next few episodes. But obviously I'm losing interest in them as well. So thank you guys for listening. Go follow my Instagram at afterthebuzzersportstalk, all lowercase, no spaces. Again, that's at afterthebuzzersportstalk, all lowercase, no spaces for podcast updates and sports content and all of that jazz. And then call in on the Anchor mobile app. Uh, yeah, you can basically just call in and ask me a question or throw out a sports take you want to get to. Uh, so, yeah, definitely do that. Or you can look it up on Safari uh, after the buzzer sports talk on Anchor. And then you can send it a voice message that way. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you next time.